0: Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, here we are on this Lenten journey. And today I want to share with you something that I think is quite beautiful. It is from John's Gospel, chapter one, verse 35 to 39. I'm going to read it once and then I'll come back and I'll go through it again and look for depth. Now begin to say to the Holy Spirit within you, Holy Spirit, speak to me and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through this beautiful passage of Scripture that's very rich. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 35. The next day, John, that's John the Baptist, again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look, here's the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. And when Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Now, this is a very rich passage of scripture. But to give a bit of context, this is John the Baptist. John the Baptist is the one who... Uh, went before Jesus he was the one who walked around saying repent 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 for the kingdom of God is at hand someone is coming after me that I'm not fit to untie his sandal the Messiah is coming he was he was just declaring Jesus everywhere that he went and he was this fiery man a couple of weeks ago in the daily devotionals we also looked at John the Baptist but this time he was in prison and he sends a couple of his uh, followers disciples to Jesus to say are you the one because John the Baptist hadn't expected that if Jesus was this great Messiah that he would be imprisoned. that things would have turned out that he was expecting someone who was a lot more well shall we say revolutionary maybe even than what he saw Jesus to be and but here on this occasion right at the beginning of Jesus's ministry John the Baptist what does he say look at it again the next day, John again was standing with the two of his disciples, and as he watched, Jesus walked by and he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. What does it mean, the phrase, the Lamb of God? The Lamb of God is a fascinating uh, phrase. It comes from the Old Testament, where the people of Israel, who knew that they had done wrong, would offer sacrifices to God, and they would offer according to the law lambs and goats and the and the first of their produce and the best of their lambs goats and produce to god to appease to atone for their sin but it never completely atoned and so jesus coming through his death and his resurrection would be the lamb the sacrifice that god would make that would set all things right so when we hear the lamb of god it's referring to the sacrifices of the old testament but here it was god the lamb of god this is the ultimate sacrifice And so, read again. John the Baptist says, uh, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and they followed. So, the two disciples hear John the Baptist say, There's the Lamb of God. Um, So they follow. And when Jesus turned and saw them following, he said, What are you looking for? Other translations say, What do you want? What do you want? What are you looking for? What do you want? And Now, you can read the scriptures and put different meanings to it. You could I don't know if you've ever been, when you're concentrating and been interrupted, and you turn to someone and say, what do you want? With a sense of anger. Any of us who've had parents and had little ones who struggle sometimes to communicate, you can stop and say, hey, darling, what do you want? Uh, There can also be other meanings to it. It's the boy who's a bit nervous, who goes to ask the girl to marry him. And as you hear from time to time, girls, girls saying to them, what do you want? And he says, I want to marry you. I want to give you my heart. See, what do you want can mean different things. And Jesus turns to them, he says, What do you want? Because they'd come to follow him. And, and they turned to him, and, they, and what, did they, what did they say? They said to uh, him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Where's home? Where, where, where are you living? And, and it's interesting, they don't stop and say, Are you the Messiah? are you the one who takes away the sins of the world are you the one who are going to lead us out of oppression are you the one no no no. what they say is where are you staying in other words what they're saying is can we come and see you can we come and spend time with you and what is and what does jesus see jesus says come and see jesus says come and see from time to time people contact me and have for quite some years from all sorts of different places and ask, can they come and visit? This is something that I did when I was learning my ministry life many years ago. I'd meet someone in some country somewhere that that was really, I was, uh, that was really helping me and I'd contact them and I'd say, can can I come and see you? And often I would get to stay with them in their homes or people that I didn't know or I'd get to spend time with them. And by spending time with them, you got a deeper experience of them. I've had people say to me in some of the live events that we do, it's very different than even some of the recordings you do because at the live event afterwards we can go out and have coffee with you, we can share a meal with you, we can ask you questions and we get to see you for you, we see you away from the camera and the lights. See what they were saying to Jesus is can we come out and hang out with you, can we see what you're really like, can we know you, can we know you and And in Lent, in a sense, what we say to God is, God, as I turn back to you, as I come back to you, as I acknowledge my weaknesses and my sins and my frailty, can I I know you more deeply? That's certainly my prayer in Lent. Lord, can I know you more deeply? Now you can stop and say, well, how's that possible? Well, one of the ways that we can do that, certainly through prayer, another way is by reading the scriptures, and, and, and particularly the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the stories of the life, the death, the teaching, the ministry uh, of Jesus. And, 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 and I would encourage you, something that you could do is just take some of the stories. You don't have to read whole chapters at times, but just if you, if you have a Bible, they're, they're in headings, the birth of Jesus. Jesus feeds 5,000. Jesus teaches on this or Jesus teaches on that. Jesus raises someone from the dead. It is to know who Jesus is. Imagine you putting yourself in the story. Imagine the birth of Jesus and there you are when all the angels are singing. And there you are in the room when, when the, the shepherds visit. And there you are when you get up in the morning, Joseph gets up and he's had the dream that Herod's trying to kill the baby and they run off to Egypt. Put yourself in the stories. And as you imagine spiritually, prayerfully, imagine yourself in those places, it's amazing how God speaks. See, what these disciples of John were looking for is, tell us who you really are. Not what we read about, not what we've heard about. What do you really like? And that's what Lent is about. Lent is about coming back to God and saying, God, I want to know you for who you truly are. And one of the beautiful ways to do that Is through by putting yourself in the scriptures imagine yourself there so just get a bible if you don't have a bible go to go online matthew mark luke or john and and i would encourage you just start with matthew's gospel and and when when you and you can just type in the internet if you don't have a bible uh, just type in there uh, a bible and if you're not sure which one send me a message and i'll i'll send you one and a place to go and uh and 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 if you go there just read just a story and all the stories have headings And just put yourself in the story and it's amazing what you'll see and begin to pray god show me yourself show me what you're like and it's amazing how you'll be blessed how you'll be blessed Uh, through the years when i was learning much about the ministry life that i do i would hear of someone that and and i'd read uh, that i that was a great teacher or someone who was really a a person of faith of prayer uh, someone who was doing some work somewhere and I many times wrote to people and said, listen, if I was to fly from wherever I was, whatever country I was in, uh, to whatever country you're in, would you give me an hour? And, and I'm shocked by the number of people who said, yes, if you come, I'll give you an hour. And they give me much more than an hour. And once I got to sit with them rather than just see them, but sit with them, there was, it was amazing how it affected my life. And I was actually able to take some of their work and extend it to others. Uh, Put yourself in the scriptures. Don't look at a person, look at Jesus. That's who you are after. And it's amazing how it'll affect you. Loving Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise, Lord God. There's so much more that I could say on this. But Lord God, the principle is to put ourselves in in the picture with you so that we know you, so that we know where you are from, where you are, your truest. most real self. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.